welcome to a series of unfortunate sequels where we explore the highs and the lows of cinema's most enduring franchises. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. And today we're talking about the lowest rated movie in the Death Race franchise, which is Death Race 2050, which is, I think, um, chronologically, it was the fourth one made, I want to say. Yes. <laughs> so do we want to dig in a little bit about the yeah. history of <laughs> <laughs> Because I found this really interesting and yes, I do regret. Okay. So the first Death Race movie was called Death Race 2000 and it came out in 1975. It was a Roger Corman production. Many years later in 2008, that first Death Race movie with Jason Statham came out that was made by Paul W.S. Anderson. He ended up making three in a row. And plot-wise, they're very different than what the original (laughs) plot was, although I didn't realize it until we watched this one. Anyway, in 2017, Roger Corman came back, said, I'm taking back my fucking franchise, and made Death Race 2050. And it has 3.7 stars on IMDb. And then Paul W.S. Anderson ended up making one or two more after this one even. But that, that had nothing to do with this movie, 2050. It had to do with his movies that he made. <laughs> so basically, it was like two filmmakers both making movies in the same franchise. Yes. Mm-hmm. With, with very different, but, you know, I guess similar plots. Mm-hmm. Like... You know, same basic concept, but <laughs> very different but, executions. But also not really the same basic concept. So this movie came on. Car death. Yeah, car death. <laughs> and, you know, they kind of explained the plot pretty early. And so the the, the Jason Statham death race, if you remember from last week, was about prisoners doing a, a, a race just with each other and... You know, whoever won three or four in a row, five in a row. I don't remember. I think it was four. Four. If they won five. If they won a certain amount. Yeah, certain. Yeah. Five (laughs) five sounds good now. Yeah, they would get released. And a lot of them ended up dying, but there were like 10 people competing. Apparently, the original death race is about just drivers who are driving across the country, earning points, running over as many people as possible. That is the plot of the 1975 Death Race, and that's the plot of this one that we watched today. And I was completely thrown for a loop. Like, within 45 seconds of the movie, I was like, oh, this is a very different movie that we're getting. It is bright and colorful and weird. I just kind of want to set the tone before we get into the plot, because the Jason Statham movie, I keep calling it that one, he's only in the first one. The Paul W.S. Anderson movies are very, like gritty kind of i don't know you know with a coat of black gray paint. tone mm-hmm. man stuff yeah gray tone man stuff is a really good way to put it and right away we're being introduced to the drivers and there were women and i was like uh, oh okay interesting and it had a very instantly a very hunger games think of the capital of the hunger games and that's what you're getting here in this kind of post-apocalypse kind of yeah. dystopian world if I had to kind of put a few movies together mm-hmm. that I think equal this one, it would be... I think we're going to hu- have the same Hunger ones. Games, um, Speed Racer, yep. 
and Idiocracy yes. would be like the three <laughs> movies that if you squish them together yeah. equal Death Race 2050. Yeah, and then throw in Mad Max. So put those movies together and then take the character Mad Max and put him inside of it. And that's this movie. And if that sounds great, you're right. Yeah, you're probably going to like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just being the least interesting person, being Frankenstein, the Mad Max type character. I complained about it and I was like, dude, this guy's like the least interesting to me and john's like it's the mad max effect it's he's mad max and yeah but anyway everyone is just existing in this movie to like be like he's just the straight man to everyone the straight quiet man yeah it was there were some things that i would have changed about it to make it a little bit better but overall a really fun experience but i guess let's jump into it so the death race kind of looks like a NASCAR event almost. A lot of people are in the audience. They're very excited. Here we start meeting the racers, the first one being Tammy the Terrorist. She is this white blonde lady who likes all American colors and kind of has her own religion, but it is based around God still and Jesus and crosses and And Elvis and And Elvis. (laughs) Yeah, she's kind of like the epitome of that kind of American girl culture, I guess. She has planted a bomb in the audience (laughs) that blows up and you really get to see what kind of effects you're going to be getting in this movie (sighs) right away. Because, like, there's blood and gore and, like, guts explode everywhere and it looks terrible. And then the fire effects are, like, they made that in, like, After Effects, but not good. Real, real, like... (laughs) Don't go to this movie for the special effects, folks. I disagree. Go to this movie for the special effects. (laughs) It will bring... This is kind of when I realized, like, wait, what? This isn't about prisoners? Because I assumed when I first saw Tammy, I was like, okay, she must be the first prisoner. And then she planted a bomb in the audience, and I was like, they give the prisoners a lot of leeway in this movie. (laughs) How did she do that? And then they start talking about like, oh, we don't know if points count before the race begins, but we'll find out. And I was like, what? Excuse me? For the record, they do. <laughs> yes. So we kind of get a little bit of an explanation about what's going to happen. The racers are going to drive across the country in like a three-day race, and they get points for hitting civilians, bonus points for children and the elderly. They kind of go into a little rant about how people don't have anything to do now because unemployment rates are so high, so we now need to kill everyone because they're fucking too much, kind of. This is where, like, the idiocracy aspect comes in. Yeah, you have the freedom to sit on your great big fat ass (laughs) all day and watch the greatest sport known to man is the pitch that the commissioner of this entire sport is giving to all of the viewers. Yes, so that's the chairman played by, what's his name, Malcolm Malcolm McDowell. McDowell. Yeah, um, he's kind of like the snow (laughs) from Hunger Games. Uh, Before I go any further, I do want to say that, like, I I understand the point they're coming from, that people are kind of sitting around doing nothing. They're kind of, like, drugging themselves out, looking in VR all the time. But I don't necessarily agree with that idea of humanity, but it is a big theme in here, and it's kind of like what the movie's message is a little bit. But I think if the last year taught us anything, it's that if people have too much free time on their hands, they're going to find a way to be creative. They're going to find outlets. So I I don't agree with that message here. I think a lot of people would sit around and do nothing and maybe get violent, but I also think there would be a number of people like finding ways to build their own shit you know what i mean but they didn't have the benefit of hindsight (laughs) who could have known (laughs) that's fair the next uh racer we meet is minerva jefferson she's a rap artist 
we don't really get much else about her uh, up until this point. She just she has a song that goes like death, death, kill, kill, death, kill, race, kill, race, death, kill. Yeah, that's her. It's newest, a banger. That's her newest hit. It's not. It's really disappointing. <laughs> We kind of, like, uh, get our first view of someone watching this now. In Beverly Hills, there's a guy watching it um, on VR, and they're kind of showing that people viewing the race can kind of sit in the passenger seat and kind of be there with the racers, and they can, like, smell them and stuff like that. It's super wild. But there's a couple of times where the racer will be talking to, like, the actual co-pilot next to them, and then, like, the VR person is suddenly there. It's a little strange, but it was kind of cool. The next racer we see is Jed, what was it, Perfect- Perfectus. Perfectus. He's this beefy, pretty boy. He's very full of himself. His face is painted all over the side of the car. So naturally, he gets interrupted during his intro by Frankenstein. And it's also important to note he is a genetically modified or mm. genetically like created mm-hmm. human. He's supposed to be like, have created to have been like the perfect man. Yeah, he's a really, really interesting character. <laughs> We'll we'll get more into why later. But uh, anyway, Frankenstein kind of comes out. He's got his mask, his black leather. He's so dull. Jed trash shocks him. I agree. He's clearly, uh, uh, but Jed's clearly not a fan favorite. Everyone loves Frankenstein. They want him to win. The fourth racer we get is Abe. Abe is the first artificial intelligence racer mm-hmm. who was created by Dr. Van Creamer. And we know why she gets that name later. She's going to be serving as his co-pilot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she sure is. So Frank meets a woman named Annie Sullivan. Annie says that she's his proxy, and I think she's a reporter. They kind of don't get along right away. He doesn't want her there. I fly alone, like that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dead weight. Yeah. Should have given me a chimp. Would've oh, been lighter. <laughs> it's pretty. Okay, Frankenstein. Jesus. So the race begins. There's a lot of banter with the drivers here, and Frankenstein is kind of shown to be extremely reckless. Uh, There's kind of a moment where Annie says to let Jed pass, and Frankenstein gets really upset with her, and then he quickly, like, rips off his mask, and he's like, it's really itchy. (laughs) It's like, it's just a gimmick. I don't like it. (laughs) We see the chairman now. He's upset that the mask has come off. Um, He just seems like pissed at Frankenstein for taking the mask off because he's kind of like their mascot and (laughs) mask cut. (laughs) And that's part of it. Later, Tammy gets the first kill and elsewhere, a group of resistors are meeting. They miss the days of work and book clubs. (laughs) Big mood. (laughs) (laughs) This is really funny. (laughs) The resistors are led by a woman named, I call her Mrs. Hamilton. She does have a first name, but I'm just going to call her Mrs. Hamilton because I'm not sure what it was. She was a network programmer. We kind of learned later she worked for the TV show for Death Race, and now she doesn't. She was in the belly of the beast. Yes. But they're going to, quote, protest the race um, and head out, <laughs> which just kind of means I think they're going to try to kill the drivers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, <laughs> their, their goal is to destroy all of the drivers of the race. Yes. Although one of them does suggest uh, a peaceful what was it like a peaceful march instead or like a sit-in or something Mm -hmm. which to be fair in this world would not work whatsoever because if you sit still you get hit by cars you get hit by a car it is the death race it's wild to me that people are even outside during the death race to get hit by cars (laughs) 
Yeah, they do. They do uh, touch on that a few yeah, times. Like a lot of them are just there because like they're really big fans of the drivers, mm-hmm. and like they're knowing full well they're going to get hit, but they want their drivers to get points. And then there are some that are putting other people out there that they just kind of prefer to get rid of. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, meanwhile, Tammy runs over a bunch of Minerva's fans. Minerva has a lot of fans that come out, and Tammy hits them. This kind of starts a feud between the two drivers, which will continue. Also, there's a lot of great moments with the AI robot early on in the race. We get a little introduction, and kind of the first thing it says is, they're like, oh, who do you predict, or what is your prediction for this race? And it's like, looks like rain today. An enslavement by machines tomorrow. (laughs) And then when Tammy's feuding with the robot, she makes a point of being like, hey, math is for nerds. Oh, yeah. Her math is for heathens and nerds. (laughs) Yeah, there were some good lines here. Abe is really genuinely like the funniest. (laughs) And I didn't write down a lot of his parts, so hopefully you did. Um, in Frank's car, though, Annie is trying to get Frank to talk about or talk to his fans. He's not really open, and they get a tip from a fan about some easy points. There are kids being put out, particular, like especially to get run over at Bieber Elementary School. <laughs> um, they're all like the disabled kids, and the teachers are like literally putting them in the road to get hit by a car and die. Uh, but Frank uh, swerves and runs over all the parents instead, which are way less points. And he's like, oh, I just, uh, you know, I don't want to mess up my car because yeah. a lot of kids had wheelchairs. Yeah. yeah. He mentions that the teachers put them out there to yeah. improve their overall, like, average yeah. scores for the school. Yeah. Well, like, like, they're like, oh, what are we even doing? Because I was like, why are they having, like, some school event on death race day? Because <laughs> my dumb ass wasn't thinking they're intentionally trying to get rid of they're doing eugenics yeah. <laughs> uh with abe uh, the ai bot gets cornered by some resistors we kind of see what dr creamer's position is in all of this she's just in the passenger seat having orgasms the entire time that this race is happening yes she has programmed the car to be the perfect orgasm bot while mm-hmm. while co-piloting i mean fucking genius right Imagine what a powerhouse what view- the viewers of that car are it's just the roof of the car at all times <laughs> probably not a popular stream <laughs> the resistors try to have a big speech but uh ultimately the chairman just kind of cuts all that feed that was there so people don't hear like down with the government you know <laughs> like so, they do yeah so they're just like oh okay the cameras are out i guess we'll just kill her uh dr creamer but abe runs them all over he gets kind of glitched i guess is it like i don't know they kind of like set him on fire and hit him a couple times so he's glitched so he also runs over dr creamer and then drives away and abandons the race where he begins to have an existential crisis <laughs> <laughs> i should say it i don't know why i'm saying he but i guess it's, is it male coded the it seemed male like voiced i guess i don't know yeah so in frankenstein's car he's making fun of the chairman which is like this is the first time he's shown any bit of personality and really the only time he's going to show any bit of personality except with kittens later uh the chairman's watching and is kind of unhappy that frankenstein's making fun of his hair he made fun of his hair (laughs) 
Day one is over and the drivers are all kind of being interviewed. There's a lot of like really quick scenes in this movie where people have really quick lines and I can't go over all of them, but just know that they're being interviewed. And Jed is once again interrupted by Frankenstein. He's having an interview and then Frankenstein gets back and they're like, oh, Frankenstein's here. And they all bend in Jed. I do love the things that they decided to CGI in this movie. <laughs> like there were a lot of things that I feel like, I mean, obviously the, the CG's bad throughout like that's just the quality that they're working with in this movie Mm -hmm. and given that i was like there are a few things like a banner that just said like end of day one that i imagine like doing a practical banner that just said end of day one probably would have been so simple but they decided (laughs) to cg it anyway and it just looks so bad i feel like if i were to guess that was something that they realized they needed in post or wanted in post and so they're like oh we'll just do this the movie definitely leans into the fact that it's low budget like the movie understands that it's not working with a good budget the effects aren't going to look that good and it's still throwing it in your face which i think for a movie like this it works a lot For other movies that are a little bit serious, if you don't have the budget for effects, then don't use them because you're trying to have a certain tone. But in this case, like it. The tone matched the budget. Yeah, the tone (laughs) matched the budget. It's very like made for sci fi kind of vibe, which, as we know, I love so much. (laughs) That's my favorite. Another thing I really liked for the record about this Jed scene of him being interrupted was like he was like having a cocktail at the time and was very flustered after mm. being interrupted and went back to his cocktail and missed the straw like five times <laughs> before finding Everything it. with Jed very is relatable. so fucking gold. Jed and Abe, I think, are like the most gold in this. Um, Jed, when does he have the line about licking the tears off his face? Do you remember that line? It was like right, it was right it was after right he here. failed to find Yeah, so he basically is like, I hate Frankenstein. I want to make him cry and then lick all the tears off his pretty face. So you'll learn quickly, Jed is like the Mac from It's Always Sunny in this, where he's definitely like questioning his sexuality or he's like got a lot of internalized homophobia and doesn't know how to deal with it and is kind of lashing out because of that which is a frustrating trope that's done a lot and I wish that there was like an openly gay character who was totally fine with their sexuality to kind of counter it because I don't really address that but you know it's okay Uh, that night, there's a fancy dinner. The chairman has a speech about how there's over 99% unemployment because they don't pay people to work, and that's what makes them so rich, and they all have, like, evil laughter. <laughs> he pitches a new show idea that's going to feature Jed that will just kill more people. I think the idea is, like, they'll try to run at him, and he'll have a gun and just shoot them all. It's yeah, what it it's sounds just like. like a stadium of people that all try and get Jed, and if any of them get Jed, then they win otherwise yeah. Jed just kills them all yeah i think they're just trying to like touch him they're not even trying to kill him they're just trying to like run and touch him um people kind of ask like well what about frankenstein he's kind of like our mascot and chairman's like well frankenstein's not gonna make it through this race fuck him yeah he, he fuck ma- him. made fun of my hair <laughs> but he just openly says he's gonna have him killed uh, so Annie's in the shower, and we f- see that she's contacted by <gasps> Mrs. Hamilton. She's one of the resistance. What a rat. What a rat. Uh, she's with them and has been ordered to kill Frank tonight. So she tries to seduce him and is terrible at it. And the thing is, it's not even like it's just because Frankenstein is being resistant to her very sexy ways. It's just that she's never seduced anyone in her life, I think. <laughs> no. I do also like that because her, her goal was to kill him yeah and that instead of like hiding a weapon on her person Mm -hmm. that she could like kill him with she like inserted like you know one of those like bear trap things 
in 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 her i did not notice that she did i had no idea i thought she was trying to seduce him to like get him to like loosen up and you know let his guard down and then she could kill him yeah she had like it was like a it was like a a tube but oh that's like like an anti trap at the end that's like an anti-assault assault device yeah like but this one exists. had a very like it's like an it wasn't one. like it one of those like, backwards yeah, spike yeah, yeah, yeah. things mm-hmm. it was like a mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god that's wild that's how she decided that's how she was gonna do it there's guns everywhere there's guns just everywhere. everywhere okay anyway meanwhile next door jed is pretending to have sex with his co-pilot how what do they call me proxy yeah they're proxy yeah yeah she his proxy's just jumping up and down on the bed, like, you know, making fake orgasm noises. <laughs> he critiques her orgasms. Like, hey, sounds like you're having sex with 200 men, because I have the the testosterone of 200 men. <laughs> so then he starts demonstrating for her what a true orgasm with 200 men should sound like. So that they're both just, like, screaming at the top of their lungs in, like, very bad sex noises. It's pretty good. Uh, but back next door, the seducing is very unsuccessful. Uh, and Frank says that he races because it's the only thing he's good at. That's the kind of conversation they end up having. The next day, they're a little, uh, you know, you got to be careful because day two, the pedestrians shoot back because they're in Walmart Neek. Is that oh, what we well, Walmart Neek. Walmart Neek. Slash Arkansas. Slash Arkansas. Formerly the, Arkansas, I think it was. The Red Zone Heartland. Yes. Um, I will say, I, everyone in this is a very exaggerated form of what they would be, which I totally understand and works a lot for this kind of satire. I, I, I think if there was a world where this was very common, even the not super gun zone areas of the country would probably have a lot of guns, y'all. Mm-hmm. I would shoot back at those fucking racers and I do I do not want a gun. Yeah. I mean, their their whole their whole job is to just run me down. Yeah, no, I'll fucking shoot you. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, anyway, in another hint of things that are too real, Minerva, who is a black woman, is greeted by a bunch of Confederate flags. They are like singling her out, especially, but she does make it through. Uh, while Abe continues to have an ex- existential crisis in the desert, it's just kind of wandering around by itself. <laughs> who am I? Yeah, it tries to get a statue to like refill its tank i guess or energize it i assume maybe it has gas i don't think they have clean energy in this world yeah and of course the statue is not responding because you know it's a statue (laughs) so he runs it over and says we could have been friends we could have been friends (laughs) (laughs) so tammy gets to a place where all of her followers uh have gathered i think it's the area she's from and they're willing to die and they all lay out for points but they Minerva Tammy on the ground oh, they, and their they bodies. Did. I didn't even see that <laughs> but Minerva gets there in time to take all of the kills she runs them over and takes the points I don't think she kills all of them there's a few of them that stand up and they're like kill Minerva so they want to get her now uh, back in Frank's car we learn that he's a very boring dude in his <laughs> year off when not doing the death race he has a cat and he cleans its litter box and then he has a dog yep. It has mange. Did you know there's two different kinds of mange? I learned that. Yeah, and he has to put a cream on. And he doesn't really believe him that this is who he is in his free time. <laughs> she also gets a, a random message. She says it's from a fan who's uh, tipped them off on a shortcut. And, I, you know, you can tell by her voice that maybe it's not from a fan. I didn't even know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but back with the Minerva and Tammy dispute, Tammy's followers are trying to kill her, but they end up killing her proxy instead. We haven't really talked about him, but there's so many fucking characters. I can't really. <laughs> but that was a bummer. He was cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hmm. So Frank's car gets trapped on this shortcut. Uh, Annie takes off her helmet to cut the feed and sneaks away very quickly. Luckily, Um, they have backup feeds. Yes. So the the chairman orders uh, drone feeds to continue playing even after they see that it's like resistance attempting to assassinate. The chairman wants this all broadcasted to everybody. Frank kills them all, though, because these assassins are really very bad. Yeah, they're very showy. They're very they're, showy. But they're very Indiana Jonesy, where <laughs> yeah. it's, it's all show and, and no substance. All show and then instant death. Yeah, so Frank kills them all, and then he picks Annie up. She pulls a gun out on him because he obviously knows that she was with him, despite her bad lies of like, yeah. I don't know what happened. They oh, grabbed my me. God. Oh, Who my God. Who were they? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so she pulls a gun on him, and he takes it easily because she's fucking right in front of him. You don't point a gun at someone point blank gun people point blank gun they can take it very easily yes uh he tells her to put the helmet back on while he runs over the last rebel and then he kicks her out as they get to the second checkpoint but they just end up going to a hotel room anyway to argue (laughs) frankenstein says he knows that annie was resistance the whole time and she's trying to convince him to use his voice to change things she's like the people really love you i think you could use your voice to you know get people to actually do some stuff and he's like it's all bullshit. This whole thing, yeah. it's all just bullshit. Nothing matters. Yeah, he's got that, like, edge lord kind of. <laughs> I just finished reading Camus, and now <laughs> read The Stranger. I'm existential now. <laughs> so uh, they argue, and she ends up leaving. Uh, Annie ends up going to a bar called Bechtel's Bar, where she sees Minerva. This was, like, the least subtle but very funny scene, because this I think this is the first time two women are actually going to talk to each other. No, no, I guess Tammy and Minerva have... There's an interview or two that talks to all the racers. That's true, yeah. Uh, and there's a she's fair a amount of women. She's a character, too. Oh, my God. I talk about her, but she's like... I know. <laughs> there, so there's, like, the chairman, and then there's, like, the host of the show, and then they have a woman who's interviewing everybody, and she's fucking hysterical. Like, genuinely really funny. Yeah. She's like the Elizabeth Banks at the Hunger Games, like that character. Yeah. But, yeah. like you know very like like flighty airheaded i yeah. guess and just like is very desperate to be friends with all the racers yeah she calls this them is all. my bfff <laughs> tammy this is my bonami <laughs> jet yeah she's hilarious and really cute uh yeah but annie and minerva have a conversation at bechtel's bar <laughs> It's not, like, extremely relevant. We get a little bit of backstory on Minerva, and and that's kind of it. The whole, like, you know, rapper persona is kind of just, like, something she does for show. Yeah, she was, God, what was it, Stanford? Yeah, her dad, like, is a really important man at Stanford, and (laughs) she's like, I don't know, I just like the money and running people over. (laughs) You know what? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, So Jed is now having a crisis about his masculinity and wants to take it out on Frankenstein. I mean, this is like, I I get this, like, like Frankenstein is kind of this epitome of like a masculine, quote, masculine man like that we have in our heads and, and Jed wants to take it out on him. I mean, Jed absolutely wins the fight. The only reason Frankenstein doesn't die is because Annie comes in and knocks him in the back of the head. Well, I will say, Mm -hmm. I think Frankenstein wins the fight. And then Zed comes back with a harpoon gun. Jed. And Jed comes back with a harpoon gun mm. and pins him to the wall. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's you know, Frankenstein should have had a harpoon gun. That's fair. I think Jed won the fight. Because he that's was That's gonna... not how men fight. <laughs> <laughs> sure fucking is. Uh, Annie, again, tries to get him to join her, and he's like, fuck you. 
that night, we do see that the chairman is sleeping with Mrs. Hamilton, the leader of the resistance. <gasps> Traitor. Traitor. And uh, I guess he says something about, like, how could anyone think I could fire you or something? Did you like my impression? That was very good. Thank it you. It was like Malcolm McDowell was in the room <laughs> with me. I'm very good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they kind of talk about how, like, I don't even remember what they say. The greatest massacre ever tomorrow in VR or something. They're going to kill all the drivers, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. all the resistance. The idea is that oh, they're yeah, going to yeah. pit the drivers against the resistance and yeah. take them both out. Yeah. <laughs> so the next day, there's been a change of rules. The drivers now have to stay on a designated uh, route for the resistance, uh, you know, protection so they don't get killed. Uh, and Minerva wishes Annie and Frank the best of luck. We uh, also catch a glimpse of Aid, who is dying in the desert. <laughs> he has activated his bucket list protocol at this point. <laughs> it's so fucking cute. Activate bucket list protocol. It's so great. I wonder if it's like, what was on his bucket list? Just one just thing Tammy? is on his bucket list. Yeah, it, it was one thing on Fuck his bucket Tammy. list. Yeah. Uh, so we see Jed go off course and he kind of disappears for a while and Minerva and Tammy kind of have their final showdown, which gets Minerva to drive off a cliff by accident. She ends up dying on the beach kind of with Tammy right there in front of her and then Abe appears out of nowhere and runs Tammy over and then blows itself up. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Mish- bucket list fulfilled. Do we know what he had against Tammy? I guess he called, you know, she called him she a nerd. She called him a nerd. Yeah, that's true. And a heathen. <laughs> so Mrs. Hamilton revs up the resistance and then sends them all off while Annie's feed gets cut. And the chairman kind of like contacts them and kind of admits that he's like, you know, responsible for the resistance and getting them all killed. The world needs a new hero. Frankenstein, you're old news. <gasps> I'm sorry. But he's so new and <laughs> hip and young. So new in New Los Angeles, land of a thousand islands. <laughs> Close to Zuckerville. Oh my god, I didn't see that. I miss so many I always miss so much when I take notes. <laughs> the yeah, the map as they were driving through just had like ev- oh, every did. everything was renamed yeah. and they all had very I wish I had written down more of the names, but they're very like again, not subtle really in your face. Obviously, like yes. Walmart and Nick. You know, Walmart and Nick. Walmart and Nick. Why can't I say it? Texas is now Texaco, mm-hmm. and uh, God, what do they have? The uh... ah, now I forget. <laughs> so Jed's just a few miles from the finish line. I guess he had taken a shortcut. Frankenstein kind of just wants to like drive away. He's like, "Fuck this, Annie, let's go." I guess they've just made up now. <laughs> yeah, Annie, come with me. Mm-hmm. There's an island of garbage. We could live there happily together. It's called like Garbasol. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a. Uh... It's supposed to be like a play on Atlantis. So it's like... Oh, Garbantis. Garbantis. (laughs) It's so stupid. But Annie's like, nah, fuck that. We're going to finish this off together. Also, the winner gets to meet the chairman. So, ha, ha, ha. There's kind of like a final fight between Frankenstein and Jed, but it's really quick and Jed ends up driving off of a cliff. Actually, he ends up driving off a cliff and right into like the studio where like the host (laughs) and the interview woman that we were just praising are standing and they both get crushed by a car. Yeah, they've they've realized that the car's falling towards the studio and the host is like, well, that's going to be 50 points for Jed and we are signing off. (laughs) And then (laughs) then they they die. die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty great. 
so Frankenstein stops right in front of the finish line and he starts talking to like the crowd basically in like the passenger seat. We see like the VR guy, the one kid that we kind of keep going back into. And he kind of gets them all pumped up about running over the chairman. He's like, that guy'd be worth a thousand points. So then everyone starts chanting a thousand points. And the chairman goes down because he's not watching this feed. He was just like waiting. And I think they were just waiting to kill Frankenstein as soon as he crossed the finish line. So Chairman gets kind of like, just kind of down and stands right in front of the car like dumbass. So obviously Frankenstein <laughs> runs him over. And then Frankenstein like convinces people to just get outside and kill each other. And that's how the movie ends. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. He's like, you know, people just, they don't do things. They just sit around. So, you know, if you like this race so much, get on up and be in it, drive a car, do your thing. So, you know, everyone starts getting up and killing each other. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, it's a start. We'll go from there. <laughs> yeah, I guess the kind of point being that they're trying to like reset society a little bit, not in trying to kill everyone, but in just, I, maybe they're hoping that after this day, that'll wear off. It should get the death race to stop, I think is what they're hoping for. Yeah, if you motivate them to like, you know, just... Be their rise own. up and be their own people maybe they'll stop accepting all this shit from those rich folks be your own death race that's kind of what the speech was yeah i don't know how i felt yeah. about the ending be your own death race <laughs> uh, be my own death race <laughs> but overall the rest of the movie was very fun but that was death race 2050 how did you feel about it it was way better than i was expecting right it really caught me off guard i was not I, I was not prepared. The reason it has such a low score, I'm pretty sure, is Absolutely, that people yes. watched the Statham Death Race, mm-hmm. and then they went into this one expecting the Statham Death Race, not expecting, uh, you know, uh, Speed Racer, yeah. Idiocracy, and, uh, you know, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. I think they watched those. It was Statham and then two other Death Race movies, and they're all like these grayscale prison gritty films, and then and then this, which is just wildly weird. It was a very weird movie. It was not subtle in its messaging. Um, the American flag had all its stars replaced with dollar bills. Yes, but I found it like extremely entertaining. <laughs> It was a very entertaining film. It I like really is. if if you like those three movies, like you will like this probably. Like go into it knowing that the effects are going to be shitty, but mm-hmm. they're going to lean into it. But like it is a good. I, I mean, I guess I would say parody of the genre. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was very strange. Well, yeah, what a pleasant treat. Yeah, we were expecting. I had very low expectations. I was expecting, like, the Jason Statham type, but just, like... A shittier version. A really shitty version. Because the the Death Race that we watched from 2008 was fine. It, like, it was well done for what it was. So I was just expecting, like, a bad take on that. But now I'm just kind of disappointed in Paul W.S. Anderson for taking, like, this high-energy kind of, oh, like, drugged-up parody and making it this gritty, boring movie. Yeah, it was definitely... I mean, I, I guess that's kind of what... He's kind of built his, like, career on with, <laughs> with a lot of his... And, like, it works a lot of the time. So yeah. maybe it was just... Uh, 
And I mean, I guess it worked this time too, because it, it, I mean, it got a bunch of sequels, and people seem to like it more than the original. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I can see why he did it, but <laughs> yeah, this I kind of want to watch the original now too. I but know. like, I kind of wish good. I, I, I almost wish I would have watched it, but also I'm really. It was nice to go in having absolutely no idea what this was going to be about. Like yeah, the first like two like minutes. Tomatoes. Yes. Surprise. Yeah, those first couple minutes of just being completely caught off guard by what the fuck I was getting into. It was pretty fun. So, what would you rate Death Race 2050? I would rate Death Race 2050. One Jed, aka as I'm thinking about it, Barry from Archer. Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh God, he's like the same character. <laughs> Did, wait, did he do the voice or you no? Just... It's just like oh, that's... okay. I thought he did the voice of Barry, and I was like, what? It's just like if you know, yeah. If you've seen Archer, yeah, it's, that character's Barry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would give it one one Jed Barry. I would give it, uh, you know, one sweet VR headset because <laughs> man, that'd be that'd be super fucking cool to mm-hmm. just sit in the front seat of a racer. That'd be cool as hell. Yeah. Uh, I would give it just 10 Abes because because <laughs> Abe, he's so fine. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I liked the Bechdel bar. That was fun. I'll yeah. Give, I'll give it a Bechdel bar. <laughs> you took my. <laughs> oh, shit. My first one. <laughs> yes, because I would rate Death Race 2050 one Bechdel bar for sure. Because that I guess was if so you're silly. unfamiliar. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, should, yeah. <laughs> we should specify. So the Bechtel test <laughs> is kind of a, a test um, for movies, uh, I guess, just to to see like how well like women are kind of represented in the mm-hmm. movies. And the test, it's a simple test to pass in theory, but a <laughs> remarkable amount of movies don't do it. And you'll have to remind me of some of the rules, but I know it needs to have two women talking to each other. Two or more women. With what's the certain amount of lines they have to have. I think, I don't remember off the top of my head it's the exact... It's a small amount of lines, is. if any, and they just can't be talking about men um, or... Relationships, kind of like that kind of thing. Just... Yeah, just have like a normal conversation. Yeah, yeah. They just need to have, that needs to happen once <laughs> in the entire movie to pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> Yes, that was great. So I will give it a Bechdel bar and a Minerva because I really liked her. I'll also I'll also give it an Abe and his existential crisis because I found it really relatable, even not as an AI system. And it caught me off guard. I was not expecting him. I'll also give it a Dr. Creamer because what a what a weird character. <laughs> Yeah, she's just living her best life, you know? She's just orgasming during the death race. <laughs> just nonstop. Every time yeah, there's a shot of her in her car. I'm also going to give it, um, I don't remember her name, but uh, Jed's proxy, because she was fucking hilarious. Um, she was just another, like, ditzy kind of woman, but the actress was really good. And yeah, I'll, I'll give it one of her, and I felt bad for her by the end. Um... I'll subtract the ending because I didn't quite love it. But I will give it a nice sunset because there was a nice sunset it's a at nice the end. Sunset. And I'll give it 10 points for terrible special effects because I love that shit. And that's my rating. It's a good rating. <laughs> if this had more money behind it, 
I'm curious if they had the option of more money and they just mm. this was like a decision they made. I don't but think so. I'm curious if they had more money behind it, how much more similar this would look to Speed Racer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I do wonder because I came out. Well, it came out way after Speed Racer, actually. Yeah, I also wonder how it would have done if people had understood or knew what the first Death Race was yeah. about I before getting into previews. One. I wonder if it was mm. marketed like. I doubt it. I think it, it probably wasn't very marketed at all, if I were to guess. That's true. With the with the amount spent on effects, yeah. I also would not be surprised if there were just, wasn't. like, no trailers. I, I would even guess it didn't go to theater, but I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah, but that was that was Death Race 2050. Oh, weirdly, pleasantly surprising, strange, not always great movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that'll wrap up Death Race as a whole. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and join us next week when we're talking about something. We haven't decided yet, as always. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. Two more weeks. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Well, until next time, watch the best. And save the rest for us. Uh, we could have been friends.